Before we hop in with our incredible guest here on the Championship Leadership Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit real quick about my world class, Unleash the Leader Within Experience, a four-day experience that is built to give you momentum in life that will create the movement that will allow you to go out and accomplish goals and outcomes that you have felt like are mountains, like mountains that are almost impossible to overcome. Unleash the Leader Within, you go through this experience, all of the different modalities are strategically put in place to help you to become the person today that will allow you to become the person that you want to be tomorrow. All about creating a life that you love. And we do that in many different ways. We've had incredible results from hundreds of clients that have come through in the last four years that we've been running Unleash the Leader Within. And so if you want to create a new operating system for yourself, if you want to have a level of certainty that would have people respond to you at a much higher level as a leader, inside of your life and you want to go out and have results that like i said you thought at one point were insurmountable and you want to turn mountains into molehills inside of your life and create a life that is unrecognizable take what feels like the impossible and make it possible then go to www.natebailey.org forward slash ulw Let's go! In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. we got Buddy Rushing uh, with us here today. Actually, uh, out of Carlsbad, California. And uh, he's got some uh, very unique stories uh, to, to bring to us from, from his upbringing that I think will really serve serve us and maybe even some of you guys will be able to relate to. But uh, you've done a lot of great things and a number of different businesses, a lot of success, but a lot of uh, failures along the way as well. Right. So this would be fun. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. What's, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always like to ask this before we do kind of kick off into the, into the meat of, of, of what we're doing here. Championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you? What, it, what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Yeah, I think uh, it means a lot of different things, right? Cause I, <clears throat> So I, I was in the Marine Corps. I served in the Marine Corps um, as a platoon commander and a company commander, and 
and uh, you know a bunch of different aspects um and you know leadership in the marine corps right is about accomplishing the mission it's about taking care of your marines it's about you know yeah it's about motivating and inspiring people but really it's a different it's a completely different experience in the marine corps than it is in the civilian world right because in the marine corps everybody's already volunteered they're part of a yeah. you know they've been through the same training they have the same mission mindset and and also you know they have to follow orders right so right. it's a complete you still need to motivate and you still need to earn people's trust and take care of them but it's it's a much different expectation it's like if you say hey yeah. be here at 0700 on monday if anybody's not there right that at 0700 or before they get smoked in the civilian yeah. world you say please <laughs> oh please will you show up and if yeah. and if half the people show up you're like yay and third yeah. of them are late and it's you know it's so Crazy, it's a right? complete leadership in the civilian world is completely different than it is in the military yeah. uh and and what i found in building businesses out in the civilian world is um you know it definitely it you have to meet people where they're at right yeah. everybody's different everybody's unique everybody's motivated by something different you have to have a lot or at least from my perspective you have to have a lot more compassion you have to have a lot more understanding and a lot more emotional intelligence yeah. and everything like that. Right. So leadership out in the civilian world and in the military, two completely different things, but both vital, you know, yeah. and both were their yeah. own set of challenges. Yeah. So true. I was a lieutenant in the army and uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. It's uh, I think there's definitely some things that carry over, but, uh, but yeah, much different, uh, especially from an accountability standpoint. Um civilian to 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 military well uh tell us a little bit about you and and your your backstory and kind of how that brings you where you are today and what it is you're up to today for the listener yeah well i mean i uh you know i think for me the biggest thing was um you know i, I grew up in east tennessee like you said i was the youngest of five and you know my parents worked hard but um something that i learned later is you know, we, nobody teaches and, and very few people pass along to their children financial fundamentals or, or like, you know, yeah. being able to think like the wealthy. And, you know, like we grew up really poor, like we grew up on food stamps and WIC. And for us, the subject of money, like you weren't allowed to talk about money. The subject was was bad. Yeah, it was right. right. And rich people were evil. And, you know, clearly yeah. they they're they're You can't trust them because they right? that was the mindset in the culture. And so that's what I grew up in and just never. For me, poverty was was just a reality. That's what it was, right? I remember, um, you know, I would get one food stamp a month as my allowance, and and you know, we would go into the store and and you could buy something that was less than a dollar, you know, and and I remember, I remember, probably every single time we went grocery shopping with my mom, we would pile all the groceries in. Um, that you had the WIC stuff that was free, right? For for it was like government, you know, sponsored. But then yeah. with the stuff you had to pay for. We never bought everything in the cart ever. If we would always get to a point where it's like, okay, my mom's like, okay, we're out of money. So take the rest of it back every single time. And that was yeah. just the way we grew up. I never realized that that was odd or strange yeah, sure. until I started getting older. Um, you know, and, and it's, there are definitely amazing lessons that you learn from living a simple life and living a hard life. Um, and, and I'll say that, you know, resilience and you, in, ingenuity being able to figure out creative ways to like make stuff happen when you don't have any money um you know was definitely something that that i took from that um but 
call this fortunate or unfortunate, there was also a lot of pain. There's a ton of pain when you grow up in poverty. And I mean like physical pain from, you know, you hurt yourself. You don't go to the hospital. You don't have insurance. So, so you, yeah, just, well. you, you know, you just stitch it up yourself or you just like, you know, figure it out. Um, cavities, tons of cavities in our teeth because like hygiene was just not something that was taught or important. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if, you, if your cavity gets too bad, you literally, I remember my dad pulling his own teeth out. Right. And, you know, um, and then there's for us, at least, you know, my dad, you know, he worked hard, but he had difficulty holding down a job and, and, you know, he had a pretty severe drinking problem. And with that came, you know, uh, a lot of anger and violence mm-hmm. and things like that. And so you grow up in that kind of environment and you learn to protect yourself. You learn to like, unfortunately you learn not to trust people as well. Right. Yeah, sure. And so that's something that I had to work really hard at, at getting over is my distrust of people. Um, but I will tell you, it armed me with a lot of skills that when I went into the Marine Corps directly related, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you go over to Afghanistan and you, you know, you, you have to protect yourself. You can't trust yeah. people. Like you have right. to, you have to be accustomed to violence. And so, you know, I, uh, I of course would never wish that my upbringing on my children, but you know, I, I couldn't change it. And so all I could do was take the lessons from it and try to apply those into, you know, creating the best life that I could create. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's how it all got started at least. Take a quick pause here inside of this incredible interview that you are listening to to let you know about my 100 mile mindset audiobook. If you would like a copy for free, you just have to send me a quick email at nate at coachnatebailey.com or you could send me a private message. I'm all over the place on social media at Coach Nate Bailey Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can even find me on the new social media app out there, Threads through Instagram. But if you would like, the free 100 mile mindset. So you could create a 100 mile mindset for yourself based on my experiences, my lessons learned from being an ultra marathon runner. Shoot me a message. I'll, I'll send it to you for free. Yeah. It's, you know, when you talk to somebody that has a, a story like that, it seems like, I don't know that maybe they never find a way out of that, that pattern for themselves or they find a way to do it. Obviously you did. So how did that, how did that drive you to, to create something different for yourself. Was that something that you'd like kind of determined from a young age, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to live this way or, you know, what was that like for you as you were growing up? Yeah. I heard, I heard a story whenever I was a little kid. Um, and it was a story about two twin boys that were born into this family. Right. I'm sure you've heard this story. I didn't, I I had never heard it before. Right. And the father was an abusive alcoholic and the one, boy grew up to become an attorney and he built a beautiful family and, you know, he inspired people and the other person grew up and uh, became a felon and went to prison. And when they asked, they interviewed each of them and said, you're twin boys growing up in the exact same environment. What drove you to this path? They both had the exact same response. I grew up with an abusive alcoholic father. That's the reason I'm in jail. I grew up with an abusive alcoholic father. That's what drove me to change that cycle. Right. right? right. And yeah, so yeah. that struck with me hard. And I was like, wow. So I, I have the ability to potentially change the narrative because, it, you know, my dad was, you know, I, I also learned something that um, helped me have compassion for people. And it was people are doing the best they know how. That's what that's what somebody even if someone's evil they're It's not like you don't protect yourself from them. And it's not like you even forgive them. 
but you it helps you understand and have compassion for them as a human and i'm telling you like the 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 capability the superpower of compassion it's an, a critical ingredient that i've found to to a happy life to a, a life without being surrounded by bitterness and anger and all of that with all that stuff is so easy that's the natural response bitterness and anger and and jealousy and all those things they're the natural human response to those types of situations but the people that i've seen that are the happiest that are the that have the most value in their life are the people who have compassion for other people and mm. so you know it was like i was like okay well i'm still scared of my dad i still don't want him to yeah. hit me and i still don't trust him but yeah. he's doing the best that he knows how yeah and so so i looked at that and that i was like okay so how do I break this cycle, right? Because my dad grew up being abused by all of his, by his father, his stepfather, his other stepfather, all of his brothers and sisters. It was a drug-fueled, alcohol-fueled, violence-fueled life that he grew up in. Mm -hmm. And then he went to Vietnam. He got drafted and went to Vietnam, right? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, we all know that what a, um, a toxic sort of environment they those yeah. guys faced when they came back home, right? right. And so... You know, I looked at that and I was like, well, my dad is just doing the best he knows how. And he comes from right. But I can break this cycle. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I also have faith that I was put here on this earth for a purpose. And I need to figure out what that purpose is. And it has to be part of it has to be to break this cycle of poverty and this cycle of abuse. And so that's mm -hmm. what, you know, as a kid, I wasn't able to articulate it like that. I'm, right, you know, sure. I'm 41 now. So I've yeah. you know spoken about it quite a bit. As a kid, I wouldn't have told you all that. But I remember in my yearbook in I think seventh grade, we're supposed to put in it, what do you want to do with your life? And I responded with two words, something big. That's it. Oh, right. Wow. And I had it was totally <laughs> undefined. Right. Yeah. But I can tell you that it's very unlikely that my father at any point in his young life said he wanted to do something big. Yeah. Or other right. And and it's like right. it's a mindset. That's all it is. It's a yeah. mindset. And you don't have to have all the answers. You just decide that you want to change the narrative, change your situation. And then you, then your brain starts looking for opportunities to do that. Yeah. It starts with the mindset yeah. shift, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that makes sense for what you're doing today. Cause, uh, and maybe tell us a little bit more about that, but you, you, uh, you, you help educate a lot of, uh, veteran military veterans, right. Mm -hmm. uh, on how to build uh, wealth through real estate investing. Is that correct? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just hearing your story kind of makes, in my mind, it makes sense, at least. I don't know if it makes sense in yours, but like to come from where you came from, uh, to not only get yourself out of that, but to be able to, you know, go out and help others to do the same. Here's what I think. The the, um, the idea behind White Feather, which is the, the company, I named it after Carlos Hathcock, uh, uh, Green Sniper. Um, but the the... The reason behind White Feather, the whole idea is, all right, let me think about this. Everybody who's serving in the military or has served in today's day and age, right? Mm -hmm. um, the people of my generation, your generation, so on, they they all volunteer. There hasn't yeah. been a draft since the 60s, right? right? And so what kind of people volunteer to potentially put their body in harm's way? To And even if they, they have a job that isn't, physically dangerous they're still sacrificing their families right. are still sacrificing what kind of person puts themselves into volunteers to go into an organization where they're going to sacrifice and they're not it's not for the money right the money is not great the sacrifice is very real and they're doing it in service 
of their fellow American. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens when you help that person, when they get out, build financial freedom so they can do whatever they want with their day? What do you think they fill their day with? Think about that. Mm. What are your thoughts? Well, um, well, I would think it'd probably be to, to to turn around and do something similar to help other people. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Absolutely. And you yeah. and I didn't talk about this before. No, not I at didn't all. know what your response was going to be. <laughs> yeah. But think about it. And, and, and I, I talked to a bunch of people and I all got the same response. It's like, I think if we help somebody who is, has a heart for service to build financial freedom, they're going to continue to serve. Yeah, right. And, and, and then, so that was the idea several years ago, whenever we started our uh, training programs and, and investing programs and all that stuff. And now we've, you know, we've helped, you know, hundreds of people build financial freedom, um, you know, 30 something people like, become millionaires right and, awesome. and these are normal yeah. people like these yeah. are normal military people yeah. and they built generational wealth and guess what they're doing yeah. every time i send an email hey can you help this guy out yeah sure i'll get on a call yeah. with him i've got a couple out in jacksonville carly and jared who run a hundred million dollar short-term rental empire that they built they started building it whenever they're going through um i have a training program called the real estate investing accelerator and they were in the accelerator when they decided to quit their jobs out in Silicon Valley, take oh, wow. their family, drive out to Jacksonville, Florida, and build a short-term rental empire. Yeah. And now it's worth about $120 million. And wow. that, that's so that's impressive and that's awesome. But what's more yeah. impressive is we had a girl named Elena who came in and she was very, I mean, she had credit card debt. She had almost no money, you know, no experience, like very, very starting at the bottom, basically. Yeah, yeah. And she had this idea of buying these, uh, properties, $80,000 properties in Mobile, Alabama, and then converting them to short-term rentals to Airbnbs, right? Yeah. And she didn't have any money to do it. And she didn't know how to do a syndication or how to do all this other stuff. And so I, I sent an email out and Farley, who's co-running this $100 million empire, spends like three hours on the phone with Melena, tells her everything she needs to know about building it. And then Melena launches it and she's now very successful. Carly didn't get paid for that. Yeah. She didn't hesitate. To drop yeah. what she was doing and spend time. Why? Because people who have a heart of service, if you help yeah, them build absolutely. financial freedom, they'll continue to serve. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's powerful. What's, uh, obviously you've been a, a leader, a coach, a mentor for, for many people, especially through your program, who, who have been some of those in your life that have helped you and maybe, you know, more so what's, what's been some of the characteristics that really stood out in those individuals uh, to you? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the, the um what started it all is you know, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and it and it shifted my mindset, right? And yeah. so, you know, definitely, definitely read that book. Um, you know, and and understand that it starts with a mindset shift. That's it. Yeah. Right. We know for a fact, and you know, and I know people who are multimillionaires, but if you took all of their money away from them, in a few years they'd be back. Why? Yeah. Because of the mindset and because they realize the power of the network, right? You build a massive, like massively powerful, high trust network of people that you provide value to and they provide value back. And you know, it doesn't matter if you take away their financial resources, their network and their knowledge and their mindset is going to build it all back. Right. Yeah. Right. And so that, so it starts with mindset, but I will tell you, um, the guy that really taught me how to do business the right way, uh, was a guy named Matt Owens. And, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> at the time, Kimberly, my wife and I had, you know, we bought real estate, we'd invested in rental properties, we'd taken all the educational courses and all that stuff. And we 
you know, had done a lot of different types of deals, but nothing to scale, nothing really. We weren't financially free or even close. I was still active duty Marine Corps. And okay. I run into this guy, Matt Owens, who runs a turnkey flipping business in Memphis at the time. This was like seven years ago. A turnkey flipping business, for those of you that don't know, is you buy a property off market, usually that's rundown, and then you renovate it, you put a tenant in place, you put management in place, and then you sell it to an investor. And the investor will typically put 20% down, get a bank financing, and now they've got a cash flowing rental property. That's why it's called turnkey, right? Yeah, right. So we were in the process of selling some of our houses out here in California, and then we wanted to do a 1031 exchange into cheaper properties, right? Because yeah. you sell a house in California, you can buy like six in Memphis, yeah. right? And so we were in, in the process of doing a 1031 exchange. And, you know, I, I was working with Matt and, you know, he delivered on his promise. He was very nice to work with. He was very professional. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Let's do more of this. And so he was like, yeah, sure, man. I've got like 35 properties coming down the pipe. And I said, man, I tell you what, like I have had for, for 10 years, my wife and I have been investing and all my Marine buddies have been wanting to be a part of this, but I never had any deals for them. It was only, you know, I was doing this in my spare time. I said, I'll tell you what, I will educate them. I'll train them. I'll show them how to analyze properties and I will bring buyers to the table. You bring the deals, make sure they're the highest quality, make sure that the experience is good and we can do this, right? And just give me a little cut of your profit. And so he was like, Roger that, let's do it, boom. So I start sending messages out to my Marine buddies and they come flooding in. They're like, dude, we've been waiting for this opportunity. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it went over. And I remember it was February, 2017, a Saturday morning when I started sending messages. And from that day, things have never been the same. Right. Wow. And, and, yeah. and over the course of the next three years, three and a half years, we bought over 300 properties from him. We, wow. we meaning the collective group. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. we, that group is now called white feather. And, uh, and now we have people all over the the United States that are building financial freedom. So that's where that started. But your question was, what what example did he set? And I can tell you, I've yeah. never met anybody that did business like him. Meaning, he was always kind. He was always looking for how to add value to me. He was always mm -hmm. looking and to mentor and to help and to give me ideas. It wasn't just about the transaction. He yeah. was trying to legitimately make my life better and make me better. But mostly it was when things went wrong because things go wrong in any yeah, business, right. in any real estate, in any everything. You will have things that go wrong. Some of them are not your fault. Some of them are your fault. Yeah. Right. You make mistakes. And sometimes you just miss things that you should have caught. And sometimes the Fed raises rates, you know, by 6 percent right. in a year. <laughs> yeah. and No one really could have seen that level of yeah, rate yeah. increase coming. Yeah. And, 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 and that throws ripple effects into it. I know people who, you know. Businesses have the, the value has been cut in half because of mm. that and yep. because of inflation and all this. So those things happen. But when they happen, how do you respond? Do you respond by blaming other people? Do you respond by really circling the wagons and saying, this isn't my fault? Or we have a contract, so you can't sue me or you can't do that, right? There's things that people do that are not about identifying the problem and working together to solve the problem. Right. Taking yeah. ownership of mistakes we make, identifying the right. problem. And to you, Nate, like you're listening, you're like, well, yeah, of course, that's what you do. That's what we do in the military. Yeah, You don't yeah. like, you know, you don't blame, other, especially as an officer, you don't blame other people. Right. If right. the buck stops with you, you take ownership of it, even if it wasn't your fault and you fix it. 
And that's what Matt did over and over. And he did it with grace and he did it with generosity. And he took less money many, many, many times. He made less money than he could have. Yeah. But he wow. made a friend and a loyal business partner for, out of me. And yeah, we've absolutely. Been, we've now made him millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Thank you. What's, um, what's the big vision for you guys for what, um, for what you're creating, what you want to do, the impact you want to make here, you know, in the next five, 10 years. Yeah. Well, the impact is generational, right? That's the goal. The goal is to, um, to educate, to empower these veterans and their families. Um, and then, you know, as they build financial freedom, of course, they're going to serve other people. So that creates a ripple effect throughout the country of people that are leading with a heart of service, but they now have like, so veterans just, they still want to do this. It's just most of them, when they get out, they can't afford to do yeah. something other than get a job or whatever. Right. Sure. So it's to create a generational ripple effect that ultimately will, will impact, you know, millions of lives. And, uh, but for the near term, we actually, so white feather is like, think of it like special forces training, right? You come into it, you get the training, you learn how to do all this different, you know, market analysis and deal cash flow analysis, tax and legal and all this stuff, right? And then they go off and, and they build businesses and they build generational wealth. Well, okay, that's fine. Except there are millions and millions of military and veterans that are just not at a place where they could handle uh, intensive training like that, right? And so yeah. they want, you know, they, they, what they need is to learn how to pay off credit card debt to learn how to increase their credit, to use their VA loan to house hack and live for free, to mm -hmm. maximize their VA disability rating that they deserve, that they earned, but almost no one applies for, yeah. right? To learn about the different um, VA benefits that they have that are right there, to learn how to, 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 to understand taxes and to mitigate the number one expense in Americans' lives, which is, which is taxes. Mm -hmm. The number one expense of an, any American, overwhelmingly, right? Yeah, it's taxes. Unless right. They're yeah. evading taxes. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, then that's a whole other ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want any part of it. <laughs> so so what we've launched is a community called Veterans for Financial Freedom, which is a free community. And it's basically for everybody. And what we do is we have um, we have virtual master classes uh, that teach. We had one on the VA loan. We had one uh, recently on disability benefits. We have in-person workshops. We have, you know, these. we had just had a financial freedom summit in Vegas a couple of months ago where 300 people came and it was like, we brought in speakers and people were Very just cool. buzzing afterwards. They were like, this yeah. is amazing. And there was no run to the back of the room and buy something. Right. Yeah, and they sure. were like, right. we all, you know, you know you've been <laughs> to all these conferences. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. There's always yep. a sell. Right. Yep. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but they loved yeah, the fact sure. that we didn't have the sale. Right. right? That we just wanted to provide value. And yeah. so, yeah. So we've got veterans for financial freedom, which is this community now. And we got about 750 people in it in two months. Uh, so there's clearly a lot of interest. And yeah, um, no, yeah. yeah, that's that's the goal is to bring that community to a huge amount of people. And then we have other training programs. And like as you know, it's kind of like think about it like. If you wanted to you're interested in joining the army, the first thing you do is you you go and you get free information. Right. And you read it and you learn about it and you learn the way that the army can change your life. Right. And then you learn the Marine Corps is like a better version of the army. So you go over there <laughs> and then then what if, what you, if you're really trying to change your life, that information alone won't change your life. If you're really trying right. to change your life, you go through boot camp, right? And when you go yep. through boot camp, you learn all the skills that you need to actually execute as an army uh, soldier or, you know, whatever. And then at some point, maybe you say, you know what, I want to 
I want to level up my game and I want to become an officer. I want to join the special forces or I want to become a pilot or whatever. You go through intensive training for that as well. Yeah. So that's how this works is, you know, the, we tons, the, the community itself, there's tons of information, but we, then we do have training programs that help people level up to go reach financial freedom. And that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. So, wow. Love it. Yeah. Uh, love the framework too, right? Specialization, I suppose, as you go on. So learn on about different areas. I mean, real estate, there's so many different ways you can do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what we found is that so many people, when they leave the service, and I know you went through this, I went through this, when they leave the service, they miss that camaraderie. They miss yeah. the community, right? Yeah. And the and the sense of accountability and, and purpose and all that. And that's what we've recreated within yeah. Veterans for Financial it. Freedom. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit. Um, I always like to ask this question. Uh, you know, I think we've all had some critical moments in our lives, you know, many for some of us. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like you to think about a time um, you made the decision that you have, which has you where you are today. But, you know, had you chose differently, you could be in a very different place inside of your life. I think there's a lot of people going through those moments and there's always some strength and some power in hearing how others have navigated certain moments or certain times like that to help maybe them make a decision, you know, whether when they're in that fork in the, in the road, right. Trying to decide to go left or right. Uh, is there a moment that you could share with the listener? Yeah. The first one, the first, like I, so I read rich dad, poor dad when I was in Afghanistan, my first tour and okay. I came back with no education, no knowledge, no anything. It was just a mindset shift. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, <laughs> I, that is a crazy powerful book too, by the way. And like, it is. it's so many people will reference that book. So yeah, if you haven't read it, definitely do. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a quick read, right? You can read yeah. it in like a couple hours. You don't want to put it down. Yeah. It's no, great. exactly. Yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to read. It's very easy yeah. to understand. It tells it anyway. So I read that, but, but what I will tell you is, that may help you shift your mindset, but you need to educate yourself. You've yeah, got to sure. get the knowledge, right? And I did not do that. So <laughs> I went into 29 Palms, California as my uh, next duty station because um, I was stationed in Oki whenever I did that first pump. So I go into 29 Palms and all I knew was buy real estate, fix it up and sell it. Yeah, right. I, I didn't even know yeah. what a market was. I didn't know how to yeah. look at, at the market, you know, any of that. And so I went into 29 Palms and I, and I tell this story. Partly as a way to kind of numb the pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I go into 29 Palms and I go to this this uh, real estate agent office, just dilapidated, rundown office. And I go in and I ask the guys like, hey, listen, I, I, I want to buy an old piece of crap house and renovate it. And then I want to sell it and make a lot of money. Is this a good market to flip? And he yeah. goes, June 2007 is a fantastic market to flip. <laughs> So I go out and I buy a house that like literally a week later, um, wow. I had an offer and I, I ended up buying a $152,000 house, a little two bedroom, two bath, completely outdated. And over the course of two years, I poured all of my money that I had set aside for this endeavor into it. Right. I bought a bunch yeah. of renovation books at Home Depot and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I renovated everything from the floor to the we built countertops we painted we scraped this popcorn ceiling and repainted it wow. re-roofed it everything painted the yeah. outside of the house so we did everything over two years so remember we bought it for one hundred fifty-two thousand in june 2007 then we yep. poured thirty thousand dollars into it so we had one hundred eighty-two thousand in it right we got it appraised two years later after full renovation and it appraised for sixty-eight thousand yeah. dollars right 
So yeah. I my first foray into real estate resulted in me losing all my money and a negative net worth situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's a fork in the road. Right. And you for you sure. look at that and you say, and by the way, I mean that seems, you know, I know that people listening to this and and those of us that have built success, you look at that and you're like, okay, you know, you did a bad deal, you lost thirty grand, okay, whatever, move on. But that was my whole world. Yeah, and right. Mine too. I had never seen thirty grand before. Like yeah. I, I grew up on food stamps, so. I never I had no idea that whenever you do, de I deployed, there was a nine month deployment to Afghanistan, nine month deployment to Afghanistan. You're getting hazardous duty pay. You're getting extra pay. You're, you're getting all of this money, but you're not spending anything. Right. And so it just builds up. You don't even look at a bank account when you're yeah. deployed to right, Afghanistan right. on like a, especially a pretty rugged deployment. Like what I had, it was with mm -hmm. the, um, it was on an embedded training team. So it was me, a few other Marines, a bunch of Afghans and an army special forces, the ODA 171. And so we're living in mud huts, right? We're, we're not checking yeah. our bank accounts. Yeah. And so you, I get back, I'm like 30 grand. <laughs> right. The whole, it's the, the most money I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Like how could you possibly spend this much money? Right. Yeah. That's right. what it meant to me. And then to see all of it go away, like that's earth shattering. Yeah. Right. That, that's yeah. future defining. And yeah. So, I bet you wanted to strangle Robert Kiyosaki at that point. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I can tell you, I, I don't, I credit, um, there was a real estate agent that I knew. His name was Larry. And I haven't spoken to him in a decade. And we're not friends or anything like that. He wasn't even that nice of a guy. Yeah. But he did tell me something that clicked in my mind. Because, like, once we got that appraisal back, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't, you know, whoa, what do we do here? And I remember Larry saying, hey, listen, I know your house has depreciated by 50%. But so yeah. has every other house because the market crashed. Right. Yeah. So what you're going to find is that houses are half as expensive as they were before. But this is a military town. We're The wars in Afghanistan and Iraq are raging right now. Troop strength is going up. They're infusing money into the military, which means BAH is going up. In a military town, the basic allowance for housing yeah, right. equates to rent. Rent, yep. So housing prices cut in half. Rent went up. What's the strategy there? Yep. My rent rental properties, right? Rent it out. Yeah, yeah. Rent, rent it out. Rent it out yeah. to cover the mortgage and then yep. continue to try to buy rental properties. So what I would say to people who face a massive loss or a massive obstacle or piece of adversity, um, really the biggest thing is whenever you screw something up and it's your fault. This was my fault. A half a second look on Zillow would have told me that, <laughs> hey, the market's sure. already crashing. If I yeah. had turned on the news, they were yeah. already talking about Lehman Brothers and everything, right? Yeah, right. So like, <laughs> like I you were busy that. doing the reno. <laughs> I was busy. Yeah. All I had to do was take a half a second to look at it and be like, you know, even the 1% rule, like all I had to do is look at the fact that it was going to rent for 800 bucks a month. And I was yeah. paying 152,000 that won't cash flow. Right. <laughs> so, so like anything I could have done if, with 30 seconds of, of work or, or knowledge, I could have avoided that. Yeah. So it was my fault and it was on me. Right. Yeah. And when you do something that you screw up and it's on you, the temptation is to blame other things, to blame external sure. things. Oh, the market crashed. It's not my fault. But when you do that, you miss an incredibly important opportunity to learn. Yeah. Right. And I have this full mantra now that like there are only two outcomes to any engagement for me. And this is for real. This is something I decide. I either win or I find the lesson. I win or I learn. Yeah. Right. And I have yep. had many opportunities since then to learn. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. I'm in the middle yeah. of one right now. Yeah. Where 
it's you know again <laughs> fed raised rates and and it's like oh my god these things that yeah. were going to be amazing are now not so amazing right and what do i learn from this how do i write so you're going to have failures and obstacles and everything but don't ever waste a good failure like there yeah. are incredible learning opportunities that you just will not get out of success because all you do is focus on the success yeah right absolutely yeah so you obviously didn't you know say screw this and get out of the real estate uh, industry, you, you, you found the lessons and, and you, you know, stuck it out and here you are today, right? Yeah. One of the most powerful lessons I would say is I still own that house actually. So really? I rented it That's out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so that house was 152. It, you know, after renovation was worth 68 and we ended up when I changed duty stations, I rented it out for 800, 850, something like that. Yeah. Um, and it didn't cash flow at all because I paid 152 for it. Right. And so, but it broke even kind of right. Yeah. And then you know, over time, I just held on to it. I didn't yeah. have a choice. I couldn't sell yeah. it. Right. Rent went up, rent kept going yeah. up and owing up. And and it's not crazy, but it's rented for like 1550 right now. Yeah. And you know, whenever this was back when Obama did the tarp, you remember the tarp yeah. or the yeah, all that. So I re reworked the financing okay. to where it, it was on like a 40 year and they lowered the interest rate to like 3.75. Yeah. It started at 6.75. Yeah. Um, so the lower interest rate plus a longer repayment period. And so my mortgage now is like, I think like 700 bucks, six, 680 bucks a month. And it's rented out sure. for 1550. Yeah. And it's now worth about 275,000. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. owe 125 on it. Yeah. So it's, so here's my point in rental real estate. Time is the most yes. powerful thing that exists. It's not location, location, location. That's a factor, but I yeah. would rather have a, 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 fantastic deal structure than the right location right i'll absolutely pick up properties in you know uh a, a depreciating market if you're giving me 20 cents on the dollar yeah. right or if yeah. you're going to sell or finance at one percent yeah right so so like to me it's not about location that is a factor it's about the structure of the deal and then time like just remember one thing for anybody listening don't wait to buy real estate you buy real estate and wait because yeah. time compounds the increase in rent, the amortization, the tax benefits, the appreciation and the growth and that bundle of benefits all together will yeah. set you free. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great little nugget right there. And uh probably a good good place to wrap this up. So what uh what's the best way for anybody that would be interested in 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 going down that path down that journey uh real estate, you know, it's, I remember when I, I thought about real estate for probably 10 years before I actually made the leap. Like it was such a scary thing for me for whatever reason, you know, I just, and because of that, I just didn't do anything with it. And then, you know, once I bought that first property, you know, within six months, I think I bought like four. So the leap, you're like, Oh, this is nowhere near as difficult or scary yeah. as what I thought it would be. And yeah, I had some, and one of my first one or two kind of had some nightmare experiences similar to yours as well, but you know, uh, persevered through. Uh, so yeah, what would be the best ways to follow you and to find out more about what you uh, have to offer? Yeah. Um, so we're as part of this community that we launched the veterans financial freedom. It's, it's forced me to like, stop being such a private person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I am growing my Instagram channel and <laughs> YouTube channel, and you can find me on Facebook. My name's uh, buddy rushing you can find me like if you look me up on instagram just type in buddy rushing like I'll, i should yeah. be the first one that pops up if i've done my job right um yeah. and uh and you know you can put the links in the show notes you know yeah, but, oh, yeah sure. i would yeah. say yeah so if you go if you follow me on instagram and you look in the the profile 
you'll find a link to veteransforfinancialfreedom.org or you can just go to veteransforfinancialfreedom.org yeah. and you can find out information about everything we're doing there. And and okay. actually you can apply to join the community there and it's a, yeah. it's a free community. Awesome. Yeah. We will get that linked up for everybody as well. Uh, but thank you so much, buddy, for your time today. It's been an awesome conversation and thanks for sharing it. Absolutely. Thank you. No doubt you enjoyed that incredible episode of the championship leadership podcast as always. And this is, again, just a, a gentle nudge and reminder to go check us out at natebailey.org forward slash ULW if you want to transform your life to one that you love, to go out and accomplish things in your life that you've been thinking and dreaming about and, and just have maybe felt that it wasn't even possible at some point. If that is you and you want to take your life to the next level, go again, natebailey.org forward slash ULW. Let's have a conversation and let's change your life for the better. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration You should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, babe.